Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Welcome to Jags Drive Time with John Osher and Brian Sexton. Sexton. Jags Drive Time starts right now. Here we go on a Thursday morning. Jags Drive Time from TIAA Bank Field in Jacksonville. Brian and John with you for the next half hour or so. Getting you set for Saturday night's primetime kickoff between the Jaguars and the Titans. Everywhere I go in the city. And John, I'm sure it's the same for you. People want to talk about this game. Standing in line at Publix last night, walking the dog this morning. Everyone is interested in this game for the first time, probably since 2017, maybe 2018 when the Patriots were here. Have we seen such interest in a Jaguars game? Yeah, I'm I'm not allowed out of my house except to come here, so I don't have that oh, I'm experience. Sorry I missed that. But if if I did, I'm sure it'd be the same thing because it, it's it's an unbelievable moment that. I keep sort of going back to, I've been on a couple of uh, radio shows, et cetera. I think the thing to remember that's really cool, yes, they're 8-8, eight and eight, but if you break down the second half of the season, they have earned their way here. They beat the Ravens. They beat the Cowboys, who are both contending for the playoffs. If they win Saturday, they will have beaten the Titans twice, who were in first place when this whole thing started. You talk about seeing what's in front of you and going and taking it. Uh, if they accomplish it, you know, not that there would be an asterisk. I'm not saying that, but, oh, nine and eight, whatever. I, you know, in the last nine games of the season, this team is good. You know, I, it, it bears mentioning. You and I had this conversation when I first mentioned that this team was very similar to the 96 team, and you cautioned, hold on. Um, the difference between the two teams is the schedule that yeah. this team faces is with legitimate contenders, and the 96 team played the – Bengals, who were not at that moment, the Oilers, the Seahawks, who were not at that moment, and the Falcons, who most decidedly were not at that moment. They finished the season with the easiest part of the schedule, whereas this particular team is finishing with the meat of the schedule. Yeah, when you looked at that 96 schedule with five games to go, even though nobody – I remember sending notes to other writers in the league laughing when I was doing playoff scenarios because I know the Jags make plays. But when you looked at it, every game that year you looked at it and said, well, that – they probably ought to win that if they play well. This year when you had the Ravens, even the Titans at the time this all started, they were three games ahead or two, whatever, you did not have this feeling of, well, they ought to win these games. You know, It was, boy, the Cowboys are going to be tough. The Ravens are going to be tough. The Titans are going to be tough. And haven't run the table because the Chiefs and the Lions were also in there. But the two losses were to teams that were playing lights out when they played, and the Chiefs still are. 
And on Saturday night, the Jaguars have a tough one with the Titans, despite the fact that the Titans have a league-high 22 players on injured reserve. It's just what happens when you have two teams that know each other so well. So let's get started with big things here on Thursday morning. And we'll start with Trevor's time. Look, I mean, this is the moment when a quarterback steps onto the stage. It's not yet the postseason, but it might as well be. Prime time, Saturday night, winner take all, everything on the line. And these are the kinds of games that you measure quarterbacks in their careers by. And the Jaguars and offensive coordinator Press Taylor have no doubt he's ready for it. We're very confident in the guy that he has shown us to be so far, and we don't expect anything different from him. Like you said, he's been in, he's been in big game atmospheres before, whatever level that was, whatever that meant at the time. But, you know, we're, we're very excited that he's leading our team. Big thing, too, is the other side of the coin. That's the Tennessee Titans, who will bring in Joshua Dobbs, who two weeks ago was on the Detroit Lions practice squad and 10 days ago, actually a week ago, it'll be 10 days this weekend, made his first NFL start for the Tennessee Titans. Now, before you think, well, that's a wash, no problem, got this one. The Jaguars don't doubt that Dobbs can get it done. Some folks in the locker room remember him from his time here during the 2019 season. Mike Caldwell wasn't here. He's watched the tape. He understands who Joshua Dobbs is, and he doesn't doubt him. It's really a uh, – you go back, and as coaches, you always want to turn over every stone. And we went back, watched the preseason. We played him in the preseason. And just go back and you talk to, you know – many people as you can and you just study the film you go back with our scouting department he was here for a while so we have a good feel of what the type of person he is you know right off the bat real smart kid um, handles their system well athletic can make the throw so it's a challenge for us do you go back to college at all with him or do you just stick to what you could possibly find well my wife went to the university of tennessee so i try to stay away from that yeah 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 <laughs> And I talked yesterday to Josh Allen, who recalled him as a great teammate and thinks he's a very bright guy. Of course, he has a degree in aerospace engineering, so Josh was underselling that just a tad. And finally, this could be the start of something big, and the quarterback knows it. It feels good knowing, you know, what we had to do to get here, but also job's not finished. You know, we have, we have, we have to win this game to get in, and then moving forward, we kind of we get what we earn every week. So... You know, we're embracing that. I think that's kind of how it's been for us. Like I said before, it's been like that for us for the past month, really. So the team's responded well to that. And, you know, I'm proud of the situation we put ourselves in. It's, it wasn't easy to get in this spot, especially the way we started the season. Um, and, and here we are with an opportunity to win the division. And this is the only game that matters right now. And we, we, we're just putting everything we have into just scoring one more point than them. That's all that matters is winning the game. So um, that's, what we're, that's what we're focusing on. And like you said, it, I mean, it feels good to be in a big-time game like this. Just... You know, the city has a lot of energy and everybody's excited. So, you know, we're, we're excited for that. But at the end of the day, it's uh, you can't make it bigger than it is. We still got to go out there and execute and, and play well. And those are big things for the final time this week. Let's go back to the beginning and, and uh, the moment for this quarterback. And, of course, we talk all the time about you arriving in Indianapolis as Peyton Manning made his ascent. So there's a moment where Peyton Manning stepped onto the stage and proved it. Yeah, and much like... Peyton had played in big games in college. Trevor played in big game, played in big games in college. I don't know that Peyton had played in quite the level of game as, um, that Trevor did at quite so young an age. I, I was talking to Christian Kirk about this in the locker room, and he was saying the same thing you did. You know, he's he's been in big games, and I kind of laughed and I said, "Yeah." And the difference is, he was in one when he was 11 years old. I mean, 
he was so young when he was playing in those first national championship games that I don't know that bigness, this is not going to be bigger than anything Trevor's ever been involved with. Um, but you know what? Even if he hadn't already been in those games, um, there's something about him that just sort of feels like he's meant to play in these. Yeah. He, he's got that quality about him. Uh, now, he's got to go win them to back that statement up. But it's sort of it, it almost feels silly when you're asking players the question about, hey, do uh, you think the quarterback's ready for this? And it, it, everybody's answer is sort of, well, yeah, he's born for this. Well, they see it on the practice field every day. Yeah. And let's be honest, last year when people were asking, reporters were asking questions about his confidence level after some disheartening losses, after some run-ins with the coaching staff that was here previously, he never let any of that show. Right. If it shook him, if it bothered him, if he even recognized it, he didn't let anyone know. And that's when I knew, at least, okay, this kid gets it. He is not phased by this. There's nothing that I have seen from him that has proven to be too big for him and his abilities. Yeah, I don't think, you know, again, you want to separate things sometimes. I don't think handling the moment, bigness, is going to be a problem for either Trevor, and I keep going back to Doug Peterson, has coached teams through big moments before, not only the Super Bowl, but end-of-season pressurized runs, which sometimes, you know, when you're fighting to get in the playoffs and, you know, you're eight and seven and it's week to week in the grind, that can be harder, not harder than winning the Super Bowl, but you know what I'm saying? There can be as much pressure on that because once you're in the Super Bowl, it's like, okay, let's go let's go play. We made it. Um, so I don't think pressure is going to be a problem. That doesn't mean they're going to win the game. I mean, if they don't win the game, it's not because they, you know, uh, I choked under the pressure. It's because it's the NFL, and you can lose games. So I just don't think handling a moment for this for the leader of this team, the quarterback, the head coach, the players, I don't see it being a big factor. All right, so Josh Dobbs comes in here, and he is a very calm, collected guy. If you saw any of the video of him talking to reporters yesterday in Nashville, this doesn't appear to be too big for him. Of course, he's been through life, so he understands this. Um I just I have this sense. You see the look in his eye right there, right? I just have this feeling about this Tennessee team that they have a harder mountain to climb this week. Um, they've got to get themselves right mentally through all the circumstances. When we talked about the Jaguars the last couple of years, they've been this team that had to kind of get to the game and get through all the stories and all the trash that was at their feet. The Titans, if they come and play well, will have had to work through a whole lot more. Yeah, and I think it goes back to what I said before about if the Jaguars lose this, um, again, it, it it's not a choke. It's the NFL. Teams are good. Uh, and Josh Dobbs is good and capable. I don't think he'll melt under the pressure. I think the intriguing thing about this game is you are dealing with a – game for everything a playoff game essentially as good as Josh Dobbs may be and as good as Mike Vrabel and that coaching staff is and I think it's a very good team in terms of knowing what it wants to do he's only been there three weeks there has to be a limit to what he can do offensively in that system just by time so the Jaguars by definition should have an advantage with Josh Dobbs at quarterback you have to stop Derrick Henry and force Josh Dobbs 
into situations. Say he's been coached to do 20 things well in that offense. You have to put pressure on him to make him do other things that they haven't coached and done well so that it's confusion, so that it's chaos. Uh, that's the matchup that they should have that they need to play well enough to get to, if that makes any sense. No, and I think that's what the excitement level in this town is because the Jaguars know and their fans know that they have a surging team, a good yeah. team, with a hot quarterback and a coach that everybody's got confidence in. And it's entirely different. The storylines yeah. are entirely different in Nashville. And Mike Keith was on with us yesterday, and he talked about being excited for the game. But I don't know that you get the sense that the Titans in their fan base really have the energy level for this game that the Jaguars in their no, fan base well, do. it's why in, in games like this, and you, ref, you referenced the Falcons game in 96, in games like this, I think we saw what the Jaguars need to do. We saw last week in Houston. Different uh, level of intensity, maybe. But remember, as soon as they got that early stop, Peterson went no huddle, went really fast no huddle, I thought, trying to get a lead. Let's put pressure on this team. Let's get a lead. Let's make that, you know, as soon as you get a lead against a team like this, then they start thinking, well, we've lost six in a row. We're going to lose a seventh in a row. Like, yeah. that starts becoming a thing. So you don't want to let them have hope or let them think, oh, hey, we are the two-time defending champions. You know, you know, if they get a lead, all of a sudden they start thinking, well, we're going to put another banner up. Yep. Get a lead on them and make them think about the six in a row they just lost. All right, those are big things in what we think when we return here on Jags Drive Time. We'll go around the locker room and find out what the players think. Saturday night's primetime showdown between the Jaguars and Titans is brought to you by our friends at Johnson & Johnson. Johnson & Johnson Vision is the makers of AccuView brand contact lenses. They're providing healthy sight for life. And AccuView, part of Johnson & Johnson Vision, is proudly based in Jacksonville. Visit jjvision.com and stay with us for more Jags Drive Time from TIAA Bank Field in Jacksonville. Well, Jags Drive Time is brought to you by our friends at the Fields Auto Group. Step up to luxury, fieldsauto.com. Brian and John back with you here on a Thursday morning. We'll hear from the coach. Players have a little practice this afternoon because, remember, this is Thursday, Friday. Some time with the media, and uh, then tomorrow becomes Saturday, and Saturday becomes Sunday, and don't worry if you don't follow. It's just the compression of an NFL schedule, which has been a bit of a storyline this week. Though talking to the players in the locker room yesterday, they weren't worried about it. Um, let's go to Shaq Quarterman, the uh, Oakleaf High product who had the huge hit on Derrick Henry that some believe, I might be one of them, that kind of turned things around. It certainly did in that game. It got the Jaguars the win, got them rolling. Here's Shaq Quarterman on that hit on fellow Jacksonville area native Derrick Henry. Well, I'll just explain that play is competitive excellence. You know, you never know when your opportunities are going to come, but when they do, you just got to make the most of them. So on that play, it started out as a simple wide zone action to the left, turned out to be a play action. So, you know, from there, you got to punch out to your drops, you dump it off in the flats, and then from there, that's all about team defense. So all that is is just running to the ball. And it's always been a football uh, football law that good things happen when you run to the ball. So I would just run into the ball to make sure that the ball carried and get any more yards than, than we wanted them to. And when you run to the ball, I had an opportunity to make a play. And me just doing what the defense is designed to do, good things happen. I left my conversation with him yesterday thinking, that's a football player. Yeah. It, it's uh, Remember in, in August when we had depth gate 
oh, there's no depth on this team. You know, and uh, it was because they kept getting beat bad in the third in, in fourth quarter preseason games when guys who weren't going to be on the roster were playing. I thought all along they had pretty decent depth. Quarterman had played uh, at the time. Etn and James Robinson were both in the backfield. I thought that was deep. I thought the offensive line was was deep because you had uh, Shatley and uh, 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 Barch and Walker Little. You had guys who come in. Uh, uh, Marvin Jones gives this team. Yeah, I mean, it'd be fair to Marvin to call him depth, but he's not one of the top two receivers, and he's got 500 yards, and he's their third or fourth leading receiver. Shaq Corbin is another example. This team's a little deeper than people thought. All right, let's go to Christian Kirk, who added depth with his big contract that he certainly has earned. And we talked to him about Saturday. I'm going to keep saying Sunday. Saturday night's game and what it means to play for all the marbles. You know, there's a problem if you can't get up for this one. Um, you know, but I said it today. You know, there's a, there's a difference between intensity and sense of urgency. Um, you know, and, and being uptight and pressing. You know, nobody needs to press. I uh, talked about it a little bit earlier. Uh, you know, just being the same, you know, team, same guys, same approach. Uh, what we've been doing, you know, especially these past couple weeks, uh, you know, it's been working for us. So there's no need to change it. You know, just be the, the same guy that you are and your best is enough. And, uh, you know, that'll be enough for us on Saturday night. I know he plays with a lot of fire, but in the locker room, he's so steady. You can't see him getting upset about anything. Yeah, and I talked to him a little bit. Uh, I think it's going to be in quick thoughts today. A theme I've been hitting all week is uh, the free agent class uh, that came in, and, and they're all sort of like that, if, if you think about it. Uh, Zay Jones, Brandon Sheriff, uh, Foye, Foye Aluakon, all these guys have come in and strikingly have been leaders quickly, character guys who are all on the field uh, late in the season. They're all contributing. They all like being a part of this. Evan Ingram, same deal. Um I don't I even want to call Christian Kirk the leader of that because it's not fair to the other guys. But he's part of this group that has really come in. And, you know, again, I keep going back, Brian, 27 years of doing this. I haven't seen very many free agent classes who come in, and by the end of the season you're not sort of picking out one or two where you're like, eh, not really. Yeah. Uh, it's another way to me. It, it, it compares to 96. You know, a lot of guys in that 96 team who came in immediately and were part of it. And they were, you know, maybe it's timing, maybe it's whatever. Seriously, it's means, Yeah, McCardell, Eddie, Eddie Robinson, Robinson, even Dana Hall that yeah. year. I mean, there were guys who contributed in a big way who hadn't been here the year before. That's not easy to do to fit in and become part of the inertia of a culture, if you will. These guys are doing a great job of that. All right, so we move along through the locker room yesterday. And, you know, when you look at this Jaguars offensive line, what they're doing with a backup left guard, a backup left tackle, uh, and a rookie at center, it says a lot about the job that Phil Rauscher has done getting this group to play at a higher level and play no matter who's in the lineup. Luke Fortner talked about his rookie season yesterday. Uh, miles and miles away from that player. Uh, you know, just been able to learn so much from these older guys and, and this coaching staff has been able to help me along and, and show me where I you know, need to improve and things like that. The, uh, the Titans bring in an aerospace engineer at quarterback and the Jaguars counter with an aerospace engineer at center. Yeah, and I think Luke's got like 13 other degrees yeah. as well. I mean, he, he uh, he's yeah, his good... master's, by the way, is in aerospace engineering, not his bachelor's degree. That's in mechanical. Right. I mean, it's uh, <laughs> just he, mechanical. He's a very interesting kid. But beyond that, for this team, it is striking 
when you think about the fact that you have a rookie center and it has very rarely been a topic. And that's all you need to know about it. 100%. Let's finish again with Shaq Quarterman with what he does for this football team. He's a young player still, and he's worked his way into a special teams role, into a sub-package role on the defensive side. Here are his thoughts. Competitive excellence. You got to know your role, and it's really about knowing your job, really about studying your opponent. You know, you got to do the things. You got to earn the right to win, you know, and to know that, you got to take time to know that. So in preparation, whereas your diet, your body, your study, your film sessions, you know, what you, what you study on any given day. You, know, you really got to buy in. That's all. Competitive excellence. I think he used that phrase about four different times yesterday. Well, and you need if, – if you're going to have a postseason run, which we'll call that this because they've run their way to the edge of the postseason, you need guys like Shaq Quarterman throughout the course of a season to make plays. You, you need guys who aren't starters to make plays. And as you said, he may have made the biggest one. And uh, somebody, you know, obviously somebody on Sunday or on, on Saturday night will make one of those plays. And you hope it's for the Jets. All right, that's our trip around the locker room. When we return, he will. He won't, he might, on a Thursday morning edition of Jags Drive Time. Presented by the Fields Auto Group, live from TIAA Bank Field in Jacksonville. Well, Seth is Jacksonville's trusted and reliable moving company. And they're proud to be the official moving company of the Jacksonville Jaguars. To get a stress-free quote, call 904-638-7536 or visit Suddeth.com. Brian and John back with you here, and it's time for He Will, He Won't, He Might. Our analysis of a particular player's possibilities on Saturday night against the Titans. And you went with Foye Aluakun. Well, I did, and... Uh... He will make a lot of tackles because he always makes a lot of tackles. I mean, he, uh, I think he starts the game with 10 and then works up from there uh, based on his stats. I think he's going to lead the league in tackles again this season. Remarkably productive. He won't uh, be unprepared or out of position. It, it seems – I don't know that he is necessarily the absolute most talented middle linebacker I've ever seen, but – he, he he is always it's not always but in the right spot in an ordinate amount of the time and always seems to have this defense in very good position I think he has done yeoman's work on a young defense coming together making sure that everybody around him knows what to do and to me he might be the key to the game you know maybe not necessarily him but the concept of that front being in the right position and being, uh, I hate to say man enough, but somebody's got to go hit Derrick Henry. Oh, it's big boy football. <laughs> so, so he's the guy with that responsibility. Somebody has to lay hats on him early and make sure he doesn't get going. That concept, the interior run defense, uh, is incredibly important. And, again, I've been saying all week, usually you look for different matchups in a game. Well, maybe this will be it. Stop Derrick Henry. Yeah and make this team play offense in a way it doesn't like to play, and I think you win the game. Well, and as Mike Keith said to us yesterday, if you get a lead on the Titans, right, right, and you have to stop Derrick Henry to do that, then all of a sudden he can't be a factor in the second half, and we saw that a couple of weeks ago in Nashville. Here's the thing about Lucan that I love. Um, and when you watch the 
the end zone vision on the all 22 tape that uh, NFL.com posts, um, you see the wiggle that he has. He's got this ability Mm -hmm. to kind of side shuffle without giving up his leverage and get behind or in front or beneath somebody to be able to make a play. He contorts his body in a way that doesn't seem possible for a guy who's moving at full speed. Um, Talented guy and smart, smart, Yale educated. That's all you need to say. Yeah, and again, one of these guys we talked about, free agents who have come in and been what they were expected to be. Uh, you know, it's a remarkable thing because you don't see it all the time. All right. For my he will, he won't, he might, I'm going with Travis Etienne, and I say he will make a big play. He'll have one of those signature runs against the Titans on Sunday. Now, the reason why, obviously, is that we saw him get on track last week, but they bottled him up the last time the Jaguars played the Titans, and he didn't quite get there. But I saw the confidence with which he was running. The way that he hit the hole, he just... He's got it. He's ready for this. And on Sunday, he will hit a big play. He won't average five yards a carry. You don't do that against the Titans, who are one of the NFL's best run defenses. But they're banged up up front. Jeffrey Simmons, their most dominant player, is gutting it out on an ankle, as we heard from Mike Keith yesterday. There's going to be opportunities there, but to suggest that he'll be able to do what he did against the Texans, I don't know. So I I, I don't say I, he won't get to five yards a carry. But he might be the X factor on Sunday. With the Titans trying to figure out a way to take Evan Ingram away, to keep Christian Kirk or Zay Jones from doing what they've done so consistently over the last six weeks, John, I think that Travis Etienne might be that guy. It might not be as a running back. It might be as a receiver. But this is where I think that Doug Peterson and Press Taylor and Jim Bob Cooter, I think this is where that offensive brain trust says, we've got a guy that can be that X factor explosion guy that you can't account for because we're making you take in all the other weapons we've got on the field and I think it might be Travis on Saturday night yeah and you know and needs to hold the ball I mean that's a big factor right now I'll admit when he's got the ball in his hands hold it Trevor hold it but Travis you know I needed to be said just to make sure that people understood that that, uh, we're aware of it but he has to be in the game yeah Uh, I like your he will he will he might for this reason if he gains five yards on, on on Saturday, he'll be important because every fiber of me believes that the Titans are up there game planning. You have to account for him. Yep. They know that you have to account for him. I I believe that's why the Jaguars the Titans were beat up in the secondary that day too. But they passed so well against that team up there. A big reason for that is they were worried about Travis Etienne, worried about trying to stop him. He has to be in the game. You have to give him, even if he gains 40 yards, give him the opportunities to uh, for the Titans to know that you believe in him, and it'll open things up for everybody else. All right, there's he will, he won't, he might. When we return, a final segment of Jags Drive Time presented by the Fields Auto Group, and we present you Sunday's headlines today. All right, welcome back, Jags Drive Time. John Osier and Brian Sexton with you from TIAA Bank Field in Jacksonville. And as always, we end the Thursday show with a preview of what we think the headlines are going to be. Normally, we call it Monday's headlines today, but since it's a Saturday night primetime game, here's what we think you might be reading on Sunday morning. John. I, I went with, it was always the South. You know, and obviously it's a play on, 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 on Dewey's. It was Dewey. always the Jags. And 
apparently, I mean, I guess from what I've read, uh, Doug can read the future. Like he knows what's going to happen. According to so maybe the he can tell me yeah. what the headline's going to be. Maybe okay. he should be on this uh, segment, on this segment, and just kill all the all the anticipation and nervousness for the fans. But they've been talking about this since week seven or eight about this game, about winning the division this way. Uh, I would think that you will hear this from players on Saturday mm-hmm. night if they win this game. It was always the South. Uh yeah. Yeah, you, you, you might see that T-shirt showing up in the next couple of days, too. Uh, you might see people wearing it. Mine is turn the page, right? Uh, I, I could just I envision a, a, a picture somewhere of the game and turn the page, and you turn the page of the newspaper, and there is Jaguars logo with AFC South champions because the Titans have been the AFC South champions for the last two years, and they've really been the class of this division. I know Houston had a little run there. But since Andrew Luck left in uh, Indianapolis, this has been the team to beat. And now that, I believe, has changed. And the Jaguars are the team to beat. And so turn the page on the regular season to the postseason. Turn the page from the Titans to the Jaguars. Turn the page from suffering and losing Jaguars fans to winning and enjoying your football team. Yeah, you win this game, uh, not to look too far ahead, but... Then you enter next season, like we talked about, at, as the hunted. Yeah. You, you know, you're four and two in the division. I think that would be. Am I yeah. Right? No, no. You win on Sunday. You finish four and two. Uh, which long? Well, I mean, they did it in seventeen, but as we've talked about, didn't beat all the teams that year. It it would be the first year, I guess, ever that you felt like you were truly the class of the division. Yeah. Because even in seventeen, there was that little Titans had swept you thing. Uh, you know, you would. Walk into the off. I mean, I walk into the postseason for the first time, knowing you were kings of the South. And the Jaguars hope to be able to claim that on Saturday night here at TIAA Bank Field. That'll do it for us. Have a great day. We'll talk to you on Saturday evening as the Jaguars get set to try to claim the South. Have a great day, everybody. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.